Pronto, Vincenza. Oh, pronto, Randy. And welcome, everyone, to our 17th episode of our Pronto podcast. And we just talk about all the beautiful things life has to offer, right, Randy? And it has lots to offer. Yes, it does dies everyone tuning in so glad to be back i think like we take like little breaks here and there and then we come back we're like oh my gosh there's so much to talk about we have to catch up i feel like i haven't seen you in forever randy yeah it's, it's summertime <laughs> right right how's your summer going really good the weather's been perfect listen don't jinx it i know don't jinx it we've been so lucky here in delaware like especially the northern part of delaware the way the weather has been it's not so so hot it's not cold but it's been just so perfect it's almost like the best of spring and fall mixed together um but uh we've been enjoying our summer and i can't believe that we are in the middle of june june is just flying by like crazy before you know it july will be here and but um how how has your summer been going have you been spending time with family oh wait a minute Happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So thank tell me, you. did you have a good Father's Day? Really good. I I, I love when my kids came come down uh, home, mm -hmm. for, like dinners. And, uh, you know, my one son lives in New York and the other one lives in Philadelphia. So. And they both came down to yeah. celebrate the yeah. holiday yeah. with yeah. you. That's so special. Yeah. Did you, uh, so what did you guys end up, go did you end up doing anything for the weekend or it was just something uh, low key? We went out to eat like uh, Bardea's, their favorite restaurant. So we went there. And then uh, we went, uh, my wife cooked a special <laughs> dinner for, she said me, but it was for, for the son. boys. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. She did the right thing, which is still special. Yeah. Um, and that's really nice that you, they came down and they spend time with you yeah. and you guys had good family time. Um, I, I also had an opportunity to spend the day with my dad, which you know how close I am yeah. to my dad. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we went to mass at St. Anthony's of Padua right here in Wilmington, Delaware, followed by the procession and the Italian festival. Oh, so nice. for those of you who don't know, St. Anthony's of Padua in Wilmington, Delaware hosts the annual Italian festival every single year. And this was the 99th year wow. of hosting the Italian festival. So the Italian festival is actually more like a fundraiser that funds um, and raises money for the St. Anthony's of Padua grade school as well as the church. And the festival is considered to be one of the largest Italian festivals in the nation. And we're just so, so honored to have it right here in Wilmington, Delaware every year. And being that we're so close to the church and we we actually are parishioners of the church, but we also go to the festival every year. We volunteered, but we had the opportunity to attend such a beautiful mass, but also the festival on Sunday, which was yesterday for Father's Day. And it was so nice. It really was special. Um, the weather was perfect. So we were outside and it was really, really nice. I highly recommend for next year, for those of you who have never attended the Italian festival right here in Wilmington, Delaware, I recommend that you mark your calendar for next year, especially since next year will be the, it's 100th wow. anniversary. So they're going to go big real big next year. So really excited about that. Um, but other than that, I have been, I have to say, I've been super busy um, just with everything else going on. I've been super busy at the restaurant. So well, even, well, I don't want to say the rest, the restaurant could be a little bit busier because it's the summer, but I've been super busy with um, changing like the cocktails and modifying the menu with my sister. So we've been just kind of, um, I guess you would say making some little changes and tweaks here and there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we stay busy, which we like to be, which is important, but, um, you've been busier 
recently. Let's talk about this huge event that you had with Curry Hair, Skin and Nails. Yeah, we had a really big event at Deco. And, okay. Uh, it was sort of like a reopening party because uh, we opened during COVID, mm -hmm. as you know, and we didn't have an opening party. We had like a Zoom. Uh, okay. Which uh, is, yeah. it doesn't really count, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was something, yeah. but we had to make up for that, right? Yeah. So uh, my brand manager, India Sage mm -hmm. Williams, uh, orchestrated the whole thing. It was really successful. We had like, uh, I don't know what they call them, the spinning cameras, like you stand. Okay. On, 360 cameras. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, they had like champagne pops. Oh, like, hmm. yeah. that sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> so it's really a lot of fun. I was really worried about it because it was raining really hard last night, Monday. Mm. And I thought, okay. No, no one was going to show up. <laughs> show up. But uh, it was really fun. Excellent. Excellent. I was able to, uh, I wasn't able to attend, but I was peeping on social media, thanks to India yeah, yeah. and her team. They were posting so much and I was able, and there was a lot of other people there posting as well. Yeah. I was able to kind of um, check it out, what was happening from afar through social media and wow, what an event. Yeah, really I, nice. A really beautiful event. So for those of you who don't know, um, Deco is a food hall right here in the DuPont building. It's actually very, very close to the salon. It's literally like you walk out the door to the left and you're there. That's how close it is to the salon. And it's a beautiful food hall right here in the DuPont building. And Curry Hair, Skin and Nails was able to, ho was able to host their event at the food hall and they rented out the entire space. It has a beautiful bar, lounge yeah. area. It's really, really nice. And they were able to put together this gorgeous party. I mean, I saw the decorations, the balloons. I, I saw, I saw everything, the gifts they were doing. They were doing raffles. Um, and it seemed like it was such a great turnout. Yeah. That what what did you what did they say? Like oh, almost a hundred people, yeah, right? That's right? Almost more than 90. That's know, amazing. So, yeah, yeah. And for the weather not being in your favor. We were okay, right? Yeah. Luckily, it was indoors. So that's all that matters. It was indoors. So, and I heard it was a success and it looked like it was so much fun. And Enjoy I, and um, I, again, hats off to your team for hosting such a fun event and hopefully to many more, right? Yeah, yeah we want to do it more often. Yes. And I want to be at the next one. Okay. Okay. So you got to let me know the date and we have to let our, our viewers and listeners know the date so they can all join and support. Um, because wouldn't it be cool for you and I to get on the 360 camera? Oh, Can yeah, you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I, like, I was, Woo! and Randy would be like, what's going on? <laughs> you were trying. I, yeah. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. Oh, gosh. Well, I know that um, someone who was there, I guess that was there, um, posted a VNM Bistro gift card. So um, your team reached out to me asking if I wanted to donate a gift card for the raffles. And I said, oh my gosh, absolutely, VNM Bistro. Of course, we would love to be a part of it. So I donated a gift card from the restaurant. And someone, a guest at your event, posted that they won the gift card and tagged us. And they were so excited, yeah, yeah. which made my heart so happy. So I'm like, okay, good. They're going. They're really excited to, uh, to have won that prize. So um, I look forward for them to attending. So, um, but anyway, we have to introduce our next 
guest. I'm really excited about this one. So um, Laura Meyer. Laura Meyer is a sought out after growth strategist and a world-class marketer. As a serial serial entrepreneur who has spent 20 plus years scaling and selling multiple online and offline companies, she's been able to synthesize everything she's learned along the way and develop a unique lens through which to view growth opportunities, giving rise to her best-selling book, win-win plus her world-renowned podcast, which she just changed the name and we will talk all about that. Laura's unique ability to identify what works when it comes to growing a business has made her one of the most respected voices in the growth marketing industry. Laura's company, Joy Brand Creative Consulting, helps mission-driven and social impact organizations multiply their capacity, impact, and results. With her unique growth and acceleration framework called the LEAP Method, Joybrand works with national brands and high growth businesses to create sustainable success. Laura's advice has been featured in multiple magazines, Entrepreneur, Forbes, Success Magazine, and Working Mother. Without further ado, let's introduce Laura Meyer. Welcome, Laura. Hi. Hi. Hello. So good to see you. Yes. Thank you for joining us here on Pronto. We are so, so excited to have you on our show. And you're no stranger to podcasts. So it is an honor to have you on our show. Thank you so much. I'm no stranger to podcasts. I'm no stranger to Curry. I've known Randy for a really long time. And it's really fun for us to be able to share our journeys together. And I really appreciate the opportunity for us to be able to do that here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's, let's dive right into it because I I want it. I made note of it and I highlighted it and I think it's important to get right to it. Tell us the name, the new name of your podcast. Yeah. It's called mission driven marketing. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because so many organizations um, and really individuals, I don't want to make this just about entrepreneurship because I know we have all sorts of listeners here, but I think when we get back to the why of why we're doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like why we're running a business, why we decided to have a family, why we are pursuing different endeavors. um, When we can get back to that why, it creates a whole nother sense of purpose and meaning, and we can have just a bigger impact. So many of the organizations I work with are deeply mission driven, and I wanted the podcast name to reflect the people that we serve. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Wow. That's, and, and, and I love that you are saying like, okay, I, I saw the need to change the name. And it's scary sometimes when you change the name of something that you've established and worked very hard to build up, but you saw there was a need and you, you wanted to adapt. And you, how, when did you realize that you saw that need to change? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a lot of times in life, right? There's these intuitive voices inside Mm -hmm. of us, whether it's entrepreneurship, which I'm sure we'll talk more about in a bit, whether it's just life relationships, like your body knows and is giving you signs when something needs to shift, right? So I I, I would feel myself saying the name of my old podcast, which was Next Level Leap, which was uh, representative of our IP and how our methodology and mm-hmm. I just could sense that like the world was shifting and mm-hmm. I wanted to shift our podcast name to go along with some of the changes that people are experiencing. Cause I think in the mm-hmm. post pandemic world that we're living in, people want to know their why, right? Like they want right. to know why they're doing something. They want to make sure that their time here on earth matters and has mm-hmm. meaning. And so I was having more and more conversations like that. I really felt the, the draw to make that shift. 
Excellent. Yes. And and I'm glad that you touched on that post-pandemic because so many people are scared of change. Yes. We had to change in order to survive. And you had to change. I had to change as entrepreneurs and small business owners. And you saw that need and you, yes, it's scary, but you knew you had to take that leap, (laughs) right? You had to take that leap and you had to make that shift. Um, And did you see, um, did you see a return? When you made, when, as you're making the change, have you seen any changes coming, like a positive return since transitioning to the the new name? Yeah, I would say I've gotten some really good feedback. People seem to understand a little bit more. It's more of a message that everybody can relate to versus mm-hmm. really knowing our methodology or IP. But I've owned seven different six and seven figure businesses in the last 20 years. So I think in entrepreneurs in general are like wired for change, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've actually learned is to slow myself down (laughs) versus speed myself up. But other people might struggle with taking action. So I think Mm -hmm. part of life is just like knowing how you're built Mm -hmm. and pacing yourself if you're the kind of person who dives into a pool and then asks how deep it is later. Mm -hmm. And then also if you're the kind of person that you know that you are so resistant to change, but it doesn't serve you anymore, Mm -hmm. take action in that direction. So I think just in in general, Mm -hmm. um, taking action decisions, those are all just part of our like maturing process that happens as we gather wisdom, right? On this life's journey. So you're, you're a busy entrepreneur, a writer, a consultant, a mom. So tell us, how do you, how do you do it all? And (laughs) what inspired you to start Joy Brand Creative? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the listeners might know me from having a portrait studio in the area for about 15 years. And I loved being a photographer. We were next to um, Curry Glenn Mills. Mm -hmm. But the last year of owning that business was really stressful, really hard. Randy was an amazing sounding board of which I'm so grateful. And I knew that it was time to move on from that industry. There was a lot of shifts happening in the industry. And I just, I, I knew that door was closing and I didn't know what was next. Never could have I dreamed in a million years, the business that I have today. I just, I knew it was no longer my mountain to climb. So when I shut that business down, I was very aware of the sentiment that whatever I chose to do next had to be filled with joy. Mm. Originally, I thought we were going to be a creative branding agency because that was a real strong strength, real strong strength, Mm -hmm. a strength of us uh, at Uh, Little Nest Portraits was creative and branding. And now I've moved more into the direct response consulting side of things. But I just knew, I knew it had to be fueled by joy. Right. I love that. I love that you said that. I have to say, every time I talk to Laura, Mm -hmm. I walk away with valuable information. Mm. You know, it could be five minutes. Like, uh, Mm. I think you're incredible, Laura. Thank you. I, um, I can tell when Randy, Randy, before we started filming, Randy was really excited to have you on our show and, and I can see why I can, I can feel that energy through the, uh, the podcast that you're, you are full of joy and you emulate that and you want to continue to even put that into your businesses and the people that you speak with and work with. And, and I, I can so feel that you do that even on your own podcast. I'm sure you do. So let's talk about your best selling book. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, the name and um, how, how do you do it all? (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, when I closed my old business and started my new one, 
I, like I said, had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to shut down my old business the right way. So we issued refunds and I tried to place all of my employees into jobs. Most of them got amazing career um, opportunities coming out of that transition. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, me, right? Like I'm left here. What am I going to do? And I texted a group of CEOs I was friendly with that I happened to be well-networked with. And they were CEOs of major brands, companies you'd probably be familiar with like painting with a twist, massage heights, slash lounge. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, white flag, I'm done. And it's time for me to move on, but thank you so much for your inspiration and mentorship. And mm -hmm. they replied with, oh my gosh, Laura, I'm, you know, I'm so sad for you. I know how hard you've worked at this. You've put your heart and soul into it. And um, I've really always admired your approach to marketing. Can you look at my funnel? Can you look at my CRM? Can you look at our processes? Can you look at these playbooks? And, you know, years later, I came out on the other side of a really tough transition. And so many people ask me, like, how did you build up again so quickly? And from my perspective, it was a lot of healing, a lot of introspection. Didn't feel quick at the time, but from the outside, it probably looked pretty, pretty speedy. And um, I was like, it was relationships, right? It was, mm -hmm. it was trying to do the right thing by the people that mattered most, mm -hmm. um, even if no one else was looking, right? And and really trying to make those and honoring people and honoring those relationships, even when like I probably would have a pretty good reason to turn my back. And mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting because I look at that transition, I look at what happened afterwards and the continued value on relationships. And I can completely attribute it to the success that our organization has today. And so people were asking me like, well, how or what? And things that I would recommend or make comments, you know, feel pretty like common sense, um, seemed to be news to a lot of the people that I was speaking with. So I ended up writing a book about it. And it's how to grow your business through relationships and relationship marketing. Just my, my some philosophy and some um, very much step by step how how I go about it. And um, ended up being an Amazon best four week bestseller um, yeah. in the sales and selling category last year. So that was really exciting. Yes, and that's an honor. book win win. That's wow. amazing. So I totally agree with you on that, Laura. I didn't even read your book and I can't wait to pick it up now because oh. I totally agree with you on building a business and growing a business. It's all about the relationships you build yeah. and nurturing those relationships. And there's actually a book out there that I read on. I used to, um, I, there was a, a course that I took through Junior Achievement and it was a public speaking course. And Dale Carnegie was the, um, the, the author and really helped in, in creating like the, um, the content, um, the curriculum. And one of the books was about, I can't remember the exact name, but it was about nurturing relationships and building relationships. So I feel like I would love your book. Yeah. And it's still relevant. It's still very relevant, even though times have changed a lot and it's important to adapt with the current times and, and understand like how people communicate now, especially through technology, right. because mm -hmm. there is, you know, there is a way of communicating. You have to understand and have etiquette. Right. Um, but I am such a firm believer in that. And you're so spot on with that. And you clearly saw the need and that's why yeah. you're like, okay, I need to, I need to put my, my knowledge into a book to help others. Now, is that, was that the purpose? I'm, I'm assuming that was the purpose of that book. Let me, I want to help others. Yeah, it was very much all about being able to serve an audience that maybe 
couldn't afford our consulting services, which are more premium priced. Um, and I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in serving your audience in the best way you can with free or very inexpensive content and having paid customers because they're both really important to your brand. Yes. And so being able to publish this book, it was less about, oh, I want it to turn into business leads, but it was more about how to really help people and, mm -hmm. and leave a legacy and leave them with great information that they're not able to get in other places. And, you know, it's, you talked about relationships and I think it's so important for business owners, but I also think it's so important in life in general mm -hmm. to, to be able to detach from the outcome of what other people can do for you in return when interacting with them. And I think we live in a world that wants the quick win, Mm -hmm. But when we bank up those exchanges, right, those reciprocal positive exchanges, we bank them up, whether it's in life, whether it's in, you know, I play competitive tennis, whether it's, you know, with your tennis partner, you know, teaching, treating your tennis partners well, so you get good tennis partners, mm -hmm. just whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I think it, it, you develop a reputation as the kind of person who has other people's back. And then it comes back, right? Like people want to know, how do I build my business? Does the Facebook ad work? And yes, the tactics mm -hmm. are important, right? But the mindset is actually what gets you the result. And mm -hmm. I think that's what the book outlines, um, sets the stage on in the beginning and then gets into a lot of the tactical pieces towards the middle and the end. Yeah, right. It has a lot to do with your reputation you build. Yeah. Like your team is watching you mm -hmm. every minute of the day mm -hmm. and if you respond harshly to his customer or mm -hmm. another team member they remember you know, so and, true you know you get build a reputation right you know, if you build a reputation of serving others mm -hmm. no matter what the outcome right right yeah. and i'm a firm believer in leading by example yeah and mm -hmm. that's really exactly what you said Randy, and I'm sure that's what Laura put, you know, also um, talks about in her book. And I know someone uh, tuned in, they, uh, they asked a question about what, you know, what else would you, you know, would they expect in uh, the book? Yep, yep, there it is. Can you, Michael Anthony had asked us, can she explain the book in greater detail? Well, I'm sure you could, you probably could talk for hours about it. But Laura, just to kind of dive into it just a little bit more to answer his question, could you give us a little bit more taste of what to expect from your best selling book? Yeah, it talks a little bit about the kind of offer that people mm -hmm. like to refer, what makes you referable, mm -hmm. how to participate again in, in, in reciprocal exchanges and win-wins, how to set up those win-win exchanges, and then how to leverage them to grow your business in a way that's very mm -hmm. respectful of everybody involved. And then the last chapter is something that might be interesting for your audience to hear about or your listeners to hear about, which is don't fear the win-lose. So I think all of us in business have been burned, okay? All of us in life have been burned. And a lot of us who are women who are listening have had thought we had that that girl had our back and she did not, right? And that all happens. But what we need to do is look at that as a, that usually happens in a minority of situations, right? That might happen 10 or 20% of the time, but we look at it and we say, oh, well, obviously, Develop a relationship with them that's going to help me grow my business. And what we need to do is go into it with a mindset like, like that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'll expect it. It's okay. 
It's not about karma. It's like not a big deal. And it's just, we're going to play to probability, which is most likely it won't go in that direction. And so we have to, we have to really have courage when we're willing to develop these connections with other people. Wow. I can't wait to get this book. So wait, how can someone buy their book, uh, buy your book on Amazon? On Amazon? I actually, I can't recall if it's free this moment, but I do think it has been free in the like Kindle Unlimited because my goal was not to, you know, buy a beach house with the book. My goal was to get the message out to as many people as possible. (laughs) Well, I I plan on obtaining your book, just so you know, it speaks to me already. I'm very excited to pick it up. And this same information is personal information too, like just, Mm -hmm. you know, people relationships. So it's really important to like, not expect a person to behave in a certain way because you're behaving in a good way, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, Laura, what what piece? Let's say that we have um a listener or someone tuning in, and they they want to become a an on they are an entrepreneur, but they want to start their own small business. What piece of advice could you give a new entrepreneur, a new small business owner? Yeah. My biggest piece of advice for anybody just starting out, and it depends on the industry and the category that you're in, is really to have just so much resilience. <laughs> like you, you are, it, it, it's not like even really crafted, well done marketing by expert marketers and expert marketing teams works about 50% of the time. So you, so you really have to have a reasonable expectation for the long game. And I think a lot of people get discouraged by the first no, or maybe they didn't get product market fit right. Most of, mm-hmm. most people don't, mm-hmm. right? And to be kind of willing to just work through that stage instead of being like, oh, I guessed wrong. I guess I'm not supposed to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Randy and I, and I'm sure you as well, since you have a restaurant, I mean, we could probably buy a small country with the amount of mistakes that we've made. And you kind of just have to like, you know, like you just have to be okay with that. You have to understand, like, it is not a zero sum game. Like you, you are like, that is, that is just part of the education that you are buying as you're building. Mm-hmm. And you have to factor that in. And I think a lot of people have unrealistic expectations of business and then get really frustrated or discouraged or think they're not meant for it or think because they feel fear that that it wasn't meant to be. And just understanding like all of us feel fear, all of us feel frustrated, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when things go wrong. It's just the difference between the people who keep who are successful is they just kept going. Right. Spot on, yeah. Lord, spot on with that one. I totally, I mean, even though I feel, I don't feel like I'm a seasoned entrepreneur. I feel that I'm still learning. And I think that's important that you all always open to learning and not get set and too comfortable in your own, you know, old ways or whatever ways you may be in. It's important to be open-minded and willing to adapt. And I, and I love that you said that you, you know, learn from those mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. It's part of being an entrepreneur, but that was really good, good advice. Yeah, You don't want to define your future from the past mistakes. Yeah. Right? So, so true. So, so true. And I am literally, I'm, I'm going through all the scenarios in my head when I first opened up the restaurant and how many mistakes and I'm going into eight years now since I have, since opening the restaurant and I'm no stranger to the restaurant industry. I'm third generation. I grew up in it, but the restaurant itself is eight years old. And I look back at 
year one. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have did it differently. And year two, and I'm like, why did I make that mistake? And year three, but there's a reason why we make those mistakes. There's a reason why we went through those scenarios to learn, to grow and to build. And, and I think that's what's most important as an entrepreneur in any small business or any occupation that you're in. Am I yeah. correct, Mandy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, Laura, one of your focuses and helping is a mission is called mission based organizations such as nonprofits. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And the is it the leap method? Yeah. Let's talk about that. I'm curious about that. Yeah. So we have a proven methodology that we use to help grow companies. And a lot of it's based on my experience. And it's all about limiting focus and developing assets and reviewing progress. And it's something that we cycle through as we continually grow organizations. Um, I mainly work with nonprofit organizations, higher ed, Mm-hmm. and service-based companies. Um, we work uh, with the Lab for Economic Opportunity at Notre Dame, uh, University of Notre Dame. We work with Temple University. It's really interesting work. But ultimately, you know, what I think is going to be the future of marketing, if people who are listening are curious, mm-hmm. I 100% think it's going to be AI. Really? We just, yeah. We, we've just implemented an AI-based text messaging, um, SMS responsive system that we're rolling out to our clients. And it's going really, really, really well. Mm. And it's just fascinating. So we're doing a lot with AI and marketing right now. Okay. So I have, I have a question. Yeah. AI marketing, how can a restaurant adapt to that? Oh, such a good question. So mm-hmm. let's say somebody could text into your restaurant and say, what are the specials for tonight? Mm-hmm. The AI could get back to them in their tone of voice, in their style, by giving them the information, but not in a one size fits all way. If mm-hmm. they reply to the AI, the AI could get back to them again with more information. But it's all about educating the AI with input, what they call input engineering, mm-hmm. so that the AI can respond in a way that feels convenient custom and personalized versus, you know, you've asked usually SMS or, um, you know, inbound chat bot a question before and you're like, that wasn't my question. Um, So AI can have that ability to get you that information sooner and easier Mm. um, and and just in such a seamless way. And that's what we have found. And we have found, we just had an organization increase enrollment by 500% in 60 days. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Simply by replacing the human texting is my sorry humans who are listening that do this work um, with AI because it was just it's it's when somebody's by their phone and they're hot and they want an answer, they're they're getting to the point where they're going to expect it. And that's what mm-hmm. we're seeing. We're working with um, higher ed education or enrollments, applicants, or we're actually working with all sorts of businesses on this. Um, and it's been really neat. The one tip that I give to anybody who's working with AI is I always say thank you and I'm very polite to the AI in case they take over the world. I want to be in good graces. Okay, got it. So that's another piece of advice. Yeah. Nice. But so I, I, you know, going back to like the restaurant industry, like I'm curious, like how it could be effective, like how could it increase sales? Because you're, you have to experience it in person. Like you can yeah. through a device to experience VNM Bistro, you have to be in person. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like your best friend mm-hmm. telling you about yes. an experience that right. they had at the restaurant. 
Interesting. It, it's really amazing. I, I, I played around with it in the salon and I asked this, you know, how can we better market this lawn? And it was amazing. All right. The so answers. I need to, I need to ask, how can I better market VNM Bistro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You and I are going to talk. We're going to talk. And then the neat, the neat thing is too, then you could, they could say, would you like to book a reservation? Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the AI is, it's all about educating AI on your brand, your tone. That's where the, that's where the, the mm. human intelligence comes in is engineering the input so that the AI understands you, your tone of voice, your brand, your points of differentiation, your mm-hmm. value proposition. That's really important because if it doesn't, then it's just going to spit out junk. But if you spend the time educating it, it's unbelievable. We're using it with organizations now and the CEOs are like, their minds are blown. Right. Right. We show them how to educate them on the key messages and then ensure that that message is being communicated in a way that recipient is wants to hear it. Right. And I, it's interesting to hear this and, you know, I'm like, okay, think my mind is going crazy. I don't know if you could see Randy's like smiling at me. Like, Vincenza, I see your mind going crazy because I'm like, okay, how could this work? But I almost feel like what, is there such thing as being too far advanced, like too quickly? Because maybe my, my audience may not receive it well. No, no, it's my son is a software salesperson and he uses it to like, what are the competitor's weaknesses? Mm. And he yeah. gets like pages of pages, like, and he sounds like brilliant when he does a sales call because he has information. Interesting. And, you know, it's, it's like a person's friend. Like it doesn't feel like you're, you know, talking to a machine. Right. Right. Now, Laura, do you, do you coach or I guess, I'm a, yes, I'm, I know the end, but you're coaching people and businesses and individuals through these situations, correct? Yeah. So yeah. someone can hire you to help them. And that's, yeah. I think that leads me to this. If I was interested in hiring you for my business, how would I get in touch with you? How can I find you? Where can someone reach out to you? Such a good question. So you can mm-hmm. go to our website, mm-hmm. which is joybrandcreative.com. Mm-hmm. And you can actually ask the chat intake right on the website about it. And if the AI can't answer your question, what we have is called human rollover, which is what we're really a big fan of. And it will go to an inbox where I'll personally see it. Excellent. See that that's important. I'm sure, you know, anyone that's listening, they're like, okay, how do I, how do I find out more information? How can I educate myself more about it? Because even me just having this conversation with you, I'm like, okay, I want to educate myself more about this because if this is the future, we should know. We should, mm-hmm. business, as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, we all should be educating ourselves about this. Yeah. So you're the, yeah. you're the person to contact for this. It's wow. so fun. Yeah. I mean, I love technology. Obviously I was in the photo industry for 15 years. I was an early adopter of digital. I was mm-hmm. probably the first photographer in the Philadelphia area to go digital way back in the day, like 20 years ago. And so I was always an early adopter of tech. But I've really taken to the AI. And there's some things like Randy was saying, market research, but I love it for mm-hmm. human to human, human to AI interaction mm-hmm. with really good strategy behind it, because that's what makes that personalization really convenient. And the, the idea is I just want to share too, the thing is really important, is, is not to replace busy with busy. 
Right. So the AI makes our lives more convenient. It happens faster. But the idea is to free up the mundane for walks in the woods with our kids, Mm. for getting our hair done and relaxing and not feeling stressed, like we have to go to the next appointment, being able to prioritize self-care. So those are the things that we can use AI in order to make our lives better, not harder. And that's something I'm such a firm believer in. All right. I'm definitely contacting Laura. (laughs) I need to make more time. We have uh, one of our listeners has a question. So Freddie Fashion says, I like to hear from the three of you. Okay. For the three of you, um, what one move did you make that you sure glad you did with regards to being a business owner? I I got this action. Action. (laughs) You have to take action. Mm -hmm. And and I think it, you can't go into business for the money. Like if you're yeah. going to go into business to make a lot of money, you know, you're going to be you know, upset, hmm. you know, go into something you're passionate about, okay. brings joy into your life. Like mm-hmm. Laura says. Right. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, however, however, I do feel that it's important that there's a return, whether it oh, yeah. is, you know, you don't work for free. You know, there's an, there's an, there's a, there should be a return or why, you know, why wasting your time? But yes, I do agree with you that do something that you love, that brings you joy, that fuels your fire, but make sure that you talk, you you dot your I's, cross your T's, make sure you do everything correctly and stay organized. I'm a firm believer in staying organized. Um, That, that's something as a business owner that I, I always try to maintain and I journal. Actually, I'm a firm believer in journaling. Um, I journal my day. Um, It could be like little notes. It doesn't have to be like complete sentences, but I try to always have a pad of paper literally by my desk with a pen ready to go. And even I date it and I mark, even if it's a thought, even if it's someone I spoke to that, that day, I make those notes and I save that. I save all of my notepads. So I'm in the book? Yeah, you're in the book. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh you're in the book. Laura, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you please. I love that you're sharing that. And I love that you said that it needs to, you know, it can't be a hobby. And you know, that, you know, those, that tennis doesn't pay for itself, right? Mm-hmm. And and you've, you've really got to be able to prioritize cash flow because at a certain point, money is oxygen. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you lose motivation if it's not there. I think that's really important. But I also really do think that there is a philosophy of sunk cost that took me a long time to understand, meaning that just because something was expensive or just because something you invested in something doesn't mean that it needs to be part of your decision making process moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes things are just sunk costs and that happens all the time. Like there was two sunk costs for me this month where I was like, oh, you know, it was two contractors paid in advance, not going to get what I need out of it, going to let them go without making a big fuss happens all the time. But I think sometimes we get attached to costs that we've made, but they're sunk. It's done, you know, <laughs> like moving on. And I think the better, the more you can do that, um, the more you'll be able to actually enjoy entrepreneurship. There you go. Look at that. A piece of advice from three entrepreneurs at all different phases in their life. But it, it, we keep learning, right, Laura? We keep learning. Randy always shares with me that he's always learning and he's in, been in business far more longer. I mean, he's had his salons for over 45 years and he has five locations in the tri-state area. And he's always sharing with me his stories and a piece of business advice and how he's always 
open-minded to learn. And I love that. And I admire that in him and, and someone who's still trying to continue to grow in her. And I always say, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I always say, I want to be like my dad who's seasoned, but I'm like, my dad's always learning because he's still learning about technology. And so it's, it's really important to just be open-minded when you're learning about business and entrepreneurship. Um, Laura, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on that we did not get to ask? Because I, I, have, I have one more question, but I want to make sure that we touch on those, you know, any other information you wanted to mention. Yeah, as I was hearing you speak, what came up for me was just that entrepreneurship is about the inner game, mm -hmm. right? It's not about the outer game. We can have successes. We can lose those successes. We can have amazing, like with entrepreneurship, there is nothing else that's going to give you a higher, higher, lower, low. Mm -hmm. And we have to be committed to the inner game, right? Because if we keep, we're so attached to the outer game, it can really just wreck you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I've gone through that myself. And now when we say, I see something or I experience something, I'm like, oh, cool. Like now that's something new I get to overcome or something new I get to, to learn, or this is just a great example or great uh, practice and being really focused or present. And when we can shift that, which is, it's really hard, then that game becomes more enjoyable. So that's, that's my final piece of advice. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Gosh, I, I love coming to this podcast. I'm always learning something. I love doing what I do, but I, I always learn. And I think that's what's so special. Randy, you have a great network of people. I'm lucky. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right, Laura. So we are at nearing the end of the podcast. And um, as a tradition, we like to ask all of our guests this traditional question. So if you could interview anyone um, from the past or present on a podcast, who would it be and why? You know, it's so cliche. I was trying to think of something else, but everybody says Oprah. It's Oprah for me. I just want to hang out with her. I want to be around her. I want to hear her voice. I want to be in her presence. I want to ask her about all the things I've wanted to ask her about, like on the business side too, like all of the amazing decisions she's made to own her own production company and how, you know, she has as a diverse woman been able to overcome so much and how inspirational that is. Like, I would just love to pick her brain, but I'm sure everybody would, right? No, I, I think that's a perfect person, really. I, and I think that for you, in, you know, the moment that you are in your life, that's someone that speaks to you. And yeah. that I think makes sense. It does, because she is someone who has a story. I mean, I think I was watching a, yeah. clip, a clip on social media and they were saying how Oprah was fired from one of her, her jobs. Like, I think it was like a television gig. She was fired. And they were saying, how could you ever fired Oprah? And the person that answered that question saying, because she had to be fired to become Oprah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go through defeat to take you to the next level, to the big win. And I, 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 that, that resonated with me right away. I said, oh my gosh, that's right. Sometimes you have to go through the defeat to learn, mm -hmm. to pick yourself up and go to the next and elevate yourself to the next level for the big win. Yeah. And Something I noticed, like you have to be, you have to be able to recognize opportunities. Mm. So, you know, so many people don't recognize opportunities and mm -hmm. you know, they go right by them. And, you know, just this show started with an opportunity somebody gave me and, and I met Vincenza and I couldn't do this podcast without <laughs> Vincenza. <laughs> you know, so, you know, 
that came together. And, right. you know, if I didn't recognize first when I met Vincenza, you know, she's such, such a star and uh, <laughs> you know, I would never did it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, we are honored to have you on our podcast and we wish you continued success yes. for your podcast as you continue to grow and thrive and also with your consulting company. And I plan on purchasing, well, looking into your book. I'm sure it's available still on Amazon. But if for those of you joining in again, please um, follow Laura She's on social media. You can go to Instagram at Laura Meyer. Facebook is Laura Meyer Consulting um, or her website, joybrandcreative.com. Laura, thanks again. Thank you. Laura. Thank you. Oh my goodness, Randy. Wow. Yeah, she's she, awesome. She, she's awesome. Wow. She's, she's a really intelligent Yes. I, I literally want to pick her brain. Yeah. I want to pick her brain about business. I'm really curious about, you know, AI, how I could uh, maybe transform my business to adapt to that. I'm not sure. I still have to yeah. educate myself more on Definitely. that, but Definitely. I'm just curious how it could be effective, how people would receive it, how my clientele, my customers would receive it. Would they be open to it? Especially since I do have an older clientele. Maybe they, you know, so I'm just curious. I have to educate myself and I'm open-minded yeah. to it. It's, it's like having a fabulous PR person hmm. that doesn't leave out anything. They don't forget anything mm -hmm. you know, like when they're you know, doing a piece on the restaurant right. they would include all the fabulous things about the restaurant mm. how you would feel you know like interesting decor like they don't forget anything you know, wow so wow it's amazing always learning right we are always learning well i i'm i mean i could talk for hours with laura I plan on contacting her. I know that she comes to the salon, so you get to see her a little bit more than I do. I remember her studio space. Oh, yeah. I Little remember. Nest was really famous. Very famous. Yeah. Uh, I, she did all the, um, uh, like, athletic figures, football players, mm -hmm. you know, weddings. like right next. It was right next to Cur yeah, Curry, Hair, yeah, Skin, and Nails yeah. in Glen Mills. I do remember. Uh, gosh, forever. So in fa fact, on our website, currydayspot.com, my pictures on there and she's taken it. Really? Wow. Wow. We were very honored to have her on the yeah. show. And again, another great show. Um, we are always so excited to uh, interview um, new and I guess you would say seasoned business people, but also just individuals who are influential in the community. And again, we're always learning and always open to learning. And it's always so exciting. So if you're interested in, in joining our podcast and being on our podcast, um, just contact us. Let us know. We're always looking for guests um, to be on the show, um, but also to give you an opportunity to shine and educate because that's what it's all about. And uh, stay tuned for our next podcast. Oh my gosh. We're going to have cupcakes. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. So excited. I'm looking at my show notes and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're gonna we're gonna be eating baked goods from Greenville, Delaware. Cupcakes. Oh, stay tuned for the next episode of Pronto, which is on next Monday. Yeah, we, we'll have to next wear Monday. like colorful outfits because her yeah. like cupcakes are like I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Crazy. How did they how How'd you know, Randy? How'd you know I would love? I love when we have we interview people that have a food business. I'm all about it. But stay tuned. Make sure you tune in on Monday, 3 p.m. Um, but you can follow us on all social media pages. I'm at 
Chenza, C-E-N-Z-A, or at Randy Curry on all social media platforms. But you can also follow us um, on Facebook, Twitter. Um, Pronto Podcast is featured on all of the um, Spotify, all platforms that um, offer um, podcasts. Again, thank you for tuning in. And uh, pronto, Randy. Pronto, Vincenza. 